the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. And welcome to tonight's Andrea K show. It is Friday Eve. Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Hopefully, we thank you, Jesus, tonight because we are actually on the eve of completely reopening the state of California. If not, the county of San Diego. Breaking news today is that we had on a, a, another interview on another station this week. County Supervisor Jim Desmond in, in San Diego uh, said that we only had six deaths. In San Diego County, six, there were actually coronavirus deaths. Yet we have 28.7% unemployment. We have people desperate to reopen. We have businesses that are being told now they're never, we're not going to reopen until there's a vaccine. Of course, 30 years after HIV, we still don't have a vaccine. We've got complete economic ruin wholesale across this country in the state of California. And we had six deaths in San Diego County at a 3.3%. Three million people. Lots of ground to cover tonight. Glad to have you guys with me. 888-344-1170. Coming up, we, we, we've we got a, the mayor of importance, in my opinion, within San Diego County, because he's the only one doing anything he can to fight for the essential, fight for all businesses in San Diego, claiming that we are all essential. And it's Coronado Mayor Bailey who's going to be with us. And at the bottom half of the hour, we've got the, what's, what, what congressional race where we've got a Republican a hardcore conservative who's got an opportunity to take a congressional seat away from a Democrat, yet is being ignored by the Republican Party. What seat could that possibly be? Well, we've got that congressional candidate who's going to be here at the bottom half of the hour, and it is from what is considered to be the most most pivotal state in the nation, an absolutely critical seat that we need going into November. She will be here. And what that and more on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys with me. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. I'm on Instagram at Andrea K. Show. We are streaming live on Facebook on The Answer San Diego, as well as Kaniacs, K-A-Y-E-N-I-A-C-S. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the man who, who kind of, he's kind of the glue. He's the glue for all things on the Andrea K. Show. Y'all know who I'm talking about. It's the man, the myth, the orange-fingered legend. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. DJ Carrot Sticks. Now, I'm stoked we have Mayor Bailey back on. I really like him, and uh, yeah, he's in the running for Hero of the Week for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. He led the he led the charge on getting our our beaches reopened to us. They're still not fully open because you know what? This is this is about power and it's about control. So now, you know, Mayor Faulkner 
uh, is out at the beaches on on uh, loudspeakers telling people to keep it moving. They're not allowed to sit down. But at least Mayor Bailey got beaches reopened and was was at the forefront of that. Now he's at the forefront of and he has started a, a, a site with a petition called WeAreEssentialSanDiego.com. There's absolutely no excuse for why. you Dogs are able to get groomed, but you still can't go to a barbershop or a hair salon to get your hair and your nails done. Absolutely outrageous. Every bit of this is about control. So I'm looking forward to have Mayor Bailey back, uh, particularly since the uh, development of Jim Desmond saying that, that in his mind there's only six coronavirus deaths because the rest you know, were really due to un, un, you know unrelated underlying conditions or age. And we will be uh, discussing that with Mayor Bailey. Got to open up today with um, Whistleblower 3.0. We had Dr. Dark, Dr. Whistle in the Dark, go before Congress today. And he sounded about as credible as Christine Blasey Ford. He had this like really weird, like spooky voice. Did you hear him, DJ Carrot Sticks, when he was talking? No, I did not. It, it, I don't know if he. I don't know if he was like auditioning to take over uh, the overnight graveyard shift of a slow jam station. You know, like the old one hundred two point nine, the wave. That's what he was talking about. Is he was talking about that? We don't have a vaccine. We can't reopen it till we have a vaccine. And the Trump administration's not doing enough to get us a vaccine. Uh, well, let me remind you, Dr. Dark, okay, predicting, uh, you know, that, that we're, we, oh, we're going to have the darkest winter of, you know, America's history coming up. We're going to have the second wave. Yeah, we're going to have the second wave coming. When we, were, when we were sold by the CDC and the NIH, when President Trump was sold and hustled into, into su- supporting the shutdown of the United States of America, it was only supposed to be for 14 days to flatten the curve. We were never told that we could not reopen and schools couldn't reopen and nobody could reopen until we got a vaccination. And you want to know why? Because 30-something years later that the very people in charge of the CDC right now in the NIH, Fauci and Mrs. Scarf were, are, were the same people that were in charge of protecting us and dealing with the HIV crisis and we still don't have a vaccination for that. And oh, by the way, the same dude, Dr. Fauci, just said yesterday the day before, there's no guarantee that even if we get a vaccination that it's going to be effective. We don't have vaccinations for the flu. This is a virus. You get a flu shot every year and you hope that the one you get actually has any is somehow related to the strains you happen to have in your individual area. They produce these flu shots in advance of the flu actually showing up. It's based on last year's strains. This is insane. So you know what? He fell. He he fell on his own whistle, you know, uh, in, into his own diaphragm. Maybe maybe that's why he sounded so weird because he fell he fell hard on diaphragm on his own whistle, you know. Um, this and this is whistleblower three This is no different than Christine Blasey Ford. This is no different than the Ukrainian whistleblower. And there's breaking news on that again today because what this is all this is about what it's always about. We have the Democrats and the deep state, which even includes some Republicans, by the way, that 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 saw Trump for what he was, a disruptor to the one-party rule, which was about ushering us into the centralized system of power, this Marxist government. We were never we were never supposed to have anybody actually doing what President Trump says he wants to do, which is put America first, seal our borders, enforce immigration laws, stop these bad, crappy trade deals, actually put Supreme Court justices on the court that are going to actually uphold the Constitution instead of rewriting it for their own personal gain. So that's why they got to have these unelected, use these unelected bureaucrats who actually are outraged. How dare this president come into office 
and actually want to get his own policies enforced. If the CDC or the NIH or some unelected dude like Dr. Bright thinks that the entire government should be, economy should, should be shut down in perpetuity until he gets what he wants out of it, then that's supposed to be what happens. Just like Colonel Chow Thief and, and Jovanovich, who, by the way, breaking news of that, remember she was the, the ambassador that got fired by the Trump administration. How dare President Trump as well as other State Department officials, that was all about how, you know President Trump daring, pretended it was about him doing something untoward with a foreign government, when what it was about was how dare President Trump, it was two things, covering up the crimes of the Democrats, but also about trying to stop President Trump from putting America first and implementing the, what he has every right to do. Just like he had every right to nominate Kavanaugh to the courts, he had every right to do whatever he wants to do with foreign policy. And this is about them. It's all about trying to undermine President Trump, remove him from office, or get their own agenda put forth while he's in office. And that's what this is about. Everything going on in this country today is about Marxism. It's about communism. Today we've got Nathan Fletcher coming out. We're going to provide free meals to seniors. This is just about a power grab, and it must absolutely be stopped. And oh, by the way, another reason why this fell flat today is because this guy's complaining that Trump didn't do enough. Trump did more than what Fauci wanted him to do when he stopped airplane travel. And and at the point in which President Trump went to the public as president of the United States and asked for a 14-day shutdown, only 52 people in the United States had died from this. Only 52. And at the point in which he did that, Fauci was still going around and saying this is probably going to end up being like the regular flu. At the point in which he stopped the, the air travel from China, you had Nancy Pelosi encouraging people to go to a Chinese New Year. Everybody knows this. They didn't, this, this, this didn't gain any mileage whatsoever for Dr. Dark. It was meant to do a couple of things. It was meant to try to continue to stoke the fear and the panic of the American people. And there's still enough Americans out there, by the way, disturbingly enough, that are caught up in fear. They, they've invoked enough panic to where now it went from panic to phobia to, to disorder. But here's the good news. They're trying to continue to stoke the fear so that they can keep this rolling past November. And it's also timing meant to distract people from the breaking news that it was Obamagate. And you know what? It's not going to work. If you saw the rallies in L.A. today where the helicopters were upset, the people were down there en masse, thousands of people with no masks and not observing the six-foot distancing, America is on its way back. And we're going to discuss this with Coronado Mayor Bailey on the other side of the break. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and radio.com. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Playing a little surf music there for our favorite surfing mayor who's back on the Andrea K Show tonight. He led the wave to reopen the beaches in San Diego. You like that segue there, DJ Carrot Sticks? That wasn't bad. Yeah, thank you. He led the wave to get the beaches reopened, and now he's doing his best and doing his part, and we need to join with him in getting all businesses reopened in San Diego, and he has started a website for that where you can go and sign a petition, and he joins me now to share all about that and is Coronado Mayor Bailey. Hi, Mayor Bailey. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Thanks so much for having me on. Wow, what a lead-in. Yeah, well, we're super excited. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I've always said one of these days I'm going to try to learn how to surf, so uh, we'll see. I'm not I'm not so good with that. I'm more of a water skier, but 
Um, I, I heard something today, and I want to get you to weigh in on before we talk about WeAreEssentialSanDiego.com. Um, a county supervisor, Jim Des, uh, Desmond, I don't know if you heard this, he caused a stir um, by saying that, uh, and I quote, we unfortunately had six pure solely coronavirus deaths, deaths, six out of 3.3 million people. I mean, what number are we trying to get to with those odds? I mean, it's incredible, he says. We want to be safe and we can do it, but unfortunately, it's more about control than getting the economy going again and keep, keeping people safe. His point is is that uh, the vast majority of the cases, uh, 200 deaths, uh, most of those are about comorbidity. It's about things that, that, just, uh, that coronavirus just happened to be involved. It's not really what caused the deaths. Um, I say whether you look at six deaths or 200, it's not enough to keep us shut down. Your thoughts? No, I, I completely uh, agree with, with that assessment. This, this is all about taking uh, taking uh, a, a responsible course to reopen businesses, given what we know and what we don't know about the virus. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Supervisor Desmond is receiving um, criticism for some for supposedly you know downplaying uh, the risk of the virus, but it couldn't be further from the truth. You know, stating facts is not downplaying the risk. It, it's simply stating facts and uh, Supervisor Desmond should be applauded uh, for having the courage to, to simply speak the truth. Yeah, particularly since when you look at uh, the fact that out of 3.3 million San Diegans I saw tonight, that 28.7% is the unemployment rate in San Diego. And that even with the businesses that are being allowed which is shocking that in the United States of, of America, the, a private business, your pri- which is your private property, has been seized. And now they're acting like they're doing you a favor by allowing you to reopen it. But the restrictions are so onerous, even on the businesses that are allowed to be open. Like you've got a bookstore. I could go browse the book department like I did recently at both Walmart and Target because I, I read books like crazy. I can go, but I can't go browse a bookstore. No, that's got to be curbside. And what that does to a business for, for them to have to change everything about their the way their their method of operations and their e-commerce site and not every business has a curbside you know a, a availability and just all the onerous regulations on top of the fact that we've got hair salons and all these other businesses and restaurants and bars that are not allowed to be reopened it's just it's crazy and you know um given the fact that uh, every month approximately 2,000 San Diegans die from a variety of different things, it's it, the only explanation is that this is about control, and we've got to get the control away from those that are just trying to use it for power and get the control back into the hands of the business owners and the people. How do we do that, Coronado Mayor Bailey? You know, uh, first and foremost, you're hitting the nail absolutely on the head that we need to return control back to where decisions are uh, made closest to the people they affect. And that's returning control away from Sacramento and back to the local level. As you mentioned, so many of these uh, orders that are coming down are, are unfair, they're arbitrary. And for a nation that prides itself uh, of being a nation that applies laws equally, uh, we are certainly falling short of that uh, tenant uh, today with the unequal application of laws as they affect uh, big businesses and small business, businesses, and you highlighted some of those discrepancies, uh, they simply uh, make no sense at all, and they're going to result in the closure of many more businesses to come and the loss of millions of more jobs if we don't correct this as soon as possible. So what we have done, uh, what I have done along with uh, several of my uh, colleagues and also uh, many business owners throughout the entire San Diego County region, including here in Coronado, 
is started a petition called We Are Essential San Diego. And the whole idea of this petition is to, you know, start, you know, to move away from having politicians decide which businesses and which jobs are and are not essential and simply deem all businesses and all jobs as essential because we know that all businesses and all jobs help keep uh, food on the table for families and roof over people's heads. So let's just start referring to all jobs as essential and then start figuring out, all right, if you're going to impose uh, health precautions in order for these uh, jobs to uh, start operating again, simply tell us what those precautions are and let us get back to work. Entrepreneurs are inherently uh, problem solvers. They just want the government to tell them uh, what hoops they're going to have to jump through to get back to work, and they'll jump through them. We, we know they will. Um, foremost, we want uh, to uh, start changing the narrative here that all jobs are essential. Mm-hmm. And so we are petitioning the county and the state uh, to deem all jobs as essential and then return control away from Sacramento bring it back closer to home to San Diego County uh, so we can have greater influence over these decisions and how they're being made. Yeah, so you can go to the website, weareessentialsandiego.com, and sign the petition there. You know, I was talking to some people today in San Diego, and they were just feeling so frustrated and just feeling, you know, well, there's just nothing we can do. We we don't have any control, and that's really frustrating. And so one person said, I'm going out to run, and another person said, well, I'm just in prayer. And I said, you know what? There is something that we can do. We don't have to just accept this. We can use our voices. You can go and participate at a rally. You can get on the phone and call Sacramento. You could call your congressperson and put pressure on them to put pressure on Sacramento. You can get on the phone to, to Mayor Faulkner or, you know, Nathan Fletcher. You can sign this petition uh there are things that we can do and i think that you know typically conservatives and republicans are the type of people that we like to follow law and order we like to do what we're being told to do if it's a you know we don't run a red light you know we we try to obey the laws and be good citizens but you know what we don't have to sit back and allow our constitutional rights to be completely stripped from us we can support lawsuits and organizations that are suing I know that uh, Harmeet and uh, Harmeet Dillon, as well as Mark Moisier, are doing some incredible lawsuits, and we can we can help support you know legal you know uh, actions that are taking place to, for all of us. We don't have to sit back and do nothing. And I thank you for what you're doing, because everybody is essential. I think that's one reason why that hair salon owner in Texas just as such a hero right now, because when she looked that judge in the face who told her that she needed to apologize to a government that issued a rule, not a law. But a rule against her, it was such a moment for this country, Mayor Bailey, to see the mentality of some in government that they they literally have such a mindset that we're just little peasants and we're just supposed to put up with whatever they dictate to us. And when this hair salon owner said, I shouldn't have to apologize and I'm not going to apologize for wanting to feed my kids. that Nor should she. Right. Right. And, and, you know, I I think too. Politicians these days uh, view themselves as a member of the ruling class instead of a member of the serving class. At the end of the day, I work for 26,000 residents of Coronado. They do not work for me. And so it is my responsibility to them to represent their interests. And right now, their interests, along with interests of um, all other you know, residents in San Diego County, is to get people back to work in a safe and responsible manner and return control from Sacramento back down to the San Diego region.
Yes, and I, I there's differing statistics out and different studies. I've seen everything from 40-something percent to 67 percent of small businesses will be gone forever if they do not immediately get back to work. And I, I do, I might take a little bit of a difference of opinion with you in terms of regulations, in terms of just tell us what we have to do, because I'm reading about restaurants saying that these six-foot distancing and some of these regulations that they're trying to impose and masks and stuff on restaurants are just untenable, that there's no way that they can stay in business if they have to take out half their tables and you know and 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 as well as some of the other you know like you're you're going to have to uh, only allowed to have so many people and you're only going to be allowed to be in there an hour and you're going to have to maybe have a plexiglass thing put put you know in the middle of the table so i you know i do think that there's some regulations that are that that are being heaped that are not that are not based in science and it's just another version of control you're you're absolutely correct and and and, uh, forgive me for being uh not as uh, nuanced as I should have been. Um, from my experience talking to a lot of these small business owners, you know, the greatest source of their frustration is that they're willing to open up with, with reasonable health precautions in place, but they're not even being told right now, many of them, what those reasonable health precautions look like. And unfortunately, for many businesses that are being told, like restaurants, the, the governor came out with some guidelines last Tuesday, you know, many of those regulations are going to put out, uh, mm-hmm. make it impossible for restaurants to reopen. So, you know, yes, uh, entrepreneurs are inherent, are, are problem solvers uh, by their very nature, and they're willing to solve the problem of identifying reasonable health precautions that mm-hmm. can allow us to, to reopen. But you're absolutely right. When If the guidelines that come out are too onerous for these businesses to open mm-hmm. under any conditions, and why the heck are we even talking about them? Well, yeah. And you know what? Those conditions, we we still, uh, you know, are, are within the realm of, uh, in terms of even nationally, the number of deaths are still within the realm of, 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 a, of a flu season. And none of these regulations were in place before when somebody took out a loan of millions of dollars to start a business or took a second mortgage out on their house to meet payroll. Right. And they've got hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line and legal liabilities on the line. And now suddenly, suddenly the uh, a state for on no scientific, you know, foundation whatsoever is going to issue all these onerous regulations, putting them out of business and nobody's going to pay them back or, you know, or yep. make their loan payments if they've got a business loan that they're still on the hook for. So, you know, um, that that's going to be a problem. But uh, we'll have to continue to have you back. Everybody needs to go to WeAreEssentialSanDiego.com. Sign this petition. We don't need to feel frustrated as though that there's nothing that we can do for our fellow you know, citizens and business owners. Thank you, Mayor Bailey. Tell everybody um, one more time where they can go and sign the petition and then what happens next. Yes, thank you, Andrea. So all of your listeners can go to weareessentialsandiego.com. Please spread the word to uh, your network and friends. And I'm collecting all these uh, signatures from small business owners, their customers, and their employees. I'm taking them to the county uh, board of supervisors as well as uh, Sacramento. So once you sign this petition, you're part of our coalition you'll receive regular updates and calls to action for how you can help advance the ball well thank you so much i appreciate it mayor bailey thank you andrea all right now stay tuned because coming up we got somebody that we hope is going to actually win her campaign down in florida it's the one and only laura loomer is going to be back the most deplatformed woman in social media history and the woman that they don't want to win in fact i'm not sure that the republicans are as excited about her winning any more than the Democrats. And we will discuss this with Loomer when we come back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. FM 96.1.
96.1 North County. AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show as she is the most deplatformed woman in social media. They've done everything that they could to silence her, to stop her from speaking out. She is fearless against everyone, including the ones that you're not supposed to be fearless about. You're not supposed to be saying anything about the squad. Well, you know what? She's a one-woman squad, and she's actually poised to win a really key congressional seat down in Florida. And she joins me now. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only Laura Loomer. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show, Ms. Loomer. Thanks, Andrea. How are you? Thanks for having me. Well, good. Always good to have you. Um, So much to talk about. Uh, You are down in Florida. Everybody's talking about uh, what's going on in Florida, about how, shockingly, cases have actually declined uh, and been on the decline since uh, Governor DeSantis has kind of slowly opened things up. Share with everybody really what's happening down in Florida and your perspective on the shutdowns and what's going on across the country. Yeah, well, uh, like I said, thanks for having me. Uh, you're right about Governor DeSantis. You know, there's a reason why Governor DeSantis was recently uh, declared the most popular governor in America. And it's because not only is he a great leader, but he leads with common sense. Right. And so you've seen that there's been a struggle across the nation because obviously it's very distressing to many people. Uh, you know, we've never experienced anything like this in the world before. Uh, people are out of work and you have governors across the nation trying to keep people on lockdown, like in your home state of California, for another three months. I mean, it's insane. But Governor DeSantis uh, recently, this this week on Monday, began the reopening of, of the state of Florida. And so you have a lot of businesses and restaurants starting to reopen. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, not everything is fully reopened, but you're right. We have seen a decline in cases. And uh, the liberal media was trying to shame and bully Ron DeSantis uh, into uh, further locking down uh, the state of Florida, uh, making false accusations that Florida was going to have uh, COVID numbers like Italy because of our elderly population, right? And that just wasn't the case. And you saw the briefing which uh, the governor had in the Oval Office with um, with uh, you know President Trump. And uh, I'm just proud to not only be a Floridian, but I'm proud of uh, the job that Governor DeSantis is doing because it's really uh, setting the trend for all of the rest of America's governors and uh, provides a great example for how to reopen um, much better than uh, your, your governor. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's governor, really, governor. yeah. Yeah. It's calling gruesome Newsom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and gruesome it is, you know, here, here, 40 million people in our state. I don't know the total population in Florida. We got 40 million people here. And even if you buy into the inflated numbers that, that the deaths that they're saying around 2000 deaths actually were related to COVID here in San Diego, someone from the County supervisor said, no, really of the 200 named COVID deaths, really only six were related to coronavirus. But if you were to buy their numbers that they give, it's nothing. It's minuscule when you look at 40 million people being economically completely destroyed in the state. And it's going to be permanent real soon if it's not reopened. And so I'm asking everybody who's running for office in Congress, because in anytime anybody's in Congress, they affect all of us with their votes. What can you do or what are you prepared to do if you win? And I'm predicting, I'm hoping you're going to win. We're going to talk about your race in a moment. But what would, what would you be prepared to do for us? Because we know you're a 
fighter. We know you're willing to go up against anybody, anytime, anyplace, anywhere, including, you know, I think it was the governor. Didn't you didn't you put on a sombrero at one point and go and confront uh, Gruesome Newsome? So we know that you're a fighter. Yeah. What? what yeah, do- I put illegal aliens on Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <one too. laughs> exactly. What, I, what, we need, what we need is we need we need leadership and we need uh, more Republican representation. But what we need is Republicans who aren't going to be afraid to fight back. And right now what you're seeing is a lot of people on both sides of the aisle who are allowing themselves to be bullied by fake news. There's a lot of fake news regarding uh, COVID-19. I mean, these wild, completely inaccurate projections about, you know, millions of people supposedly dying. And that just hasn't happened. That just has not happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And then recently we saw a lot of the controversy with the CDC website literally slashing their numbers in half. Right. And so uh, we need more Republicans, you know me, I'm not afraid Mm -hmm. to speak my mind, (laughs) right? I'm I'm banned for it. Right. We need people to to speak up about uh, these insane, and that's what it is. It's insane, draconian, tyrannical lockdowns that now the Democrats are taking advantage of because they have realized, Mm -hmm. wow, it's quite convenient given that we are in a 2020 presidential election year and they want to keep people inside their homes so that they can have massive vote by mail and, uh, and, and steal the election. And so that's what I'm really, uh, you know, speaking up about uh, as an investigative journalist. I have a lot of expertise investigating uh, voter fraud and corruption. And so I'm on uh, alert for for, uh, I guess, manipulation and I guess Democrats taking advantage of our of our uh, situation right now, taking advantage of a crisis. And that's what they do. Right. That's their that's their line. Never let a good crisis go to waste. And they are certainly not letting this crisis go to waste. No. Uh, in fact, one of the uh, things. Oh, I'm sorry for interrupting. I was just thinking about you were just you were breaking records fundraising down there and how convenient that these shutdowns across the country and picking essential businesses and non-essential businesses has has kept their fundraising capabilities on point and pretty much dried up and completely destroyed fundraising capabilities for Republicans. You've managed to find a way around it with getting masks um, uh, uh, made. Um, which, you know, is, is so entrepreneurial on your part. How, how is your fundraising going? Well, fundraising is going really well. And, and you're right about that. Uh, we are giving away 100 percent made, made in America, Laura Loomer for Congress campaign masks, because uh, even though Florida is reopening, a lot of businesses are making uh, masks uh, required. And so we figured that, uh, you know, people could simultaneously support my campaign with a donation, receive a mask and also you know, have a convenient uh, uh, mask on hand for when they need to, you know, go out, go out in, in public. And I'm not by any means, uh, you know, advocating for mandatory masks at all. Uh, but uh, we got a lot of emails from people all over the country who were kind of desperate to get a mask, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't right. know where to get them. And so I wanted to make sure that I could provide that for people because not only have I received donations from people in Florida, but I'm one of the only candidates in the country who's received donations from people in all 50 states. And so, uh, you know, also what's happening with uh, COVID, and I'm sure a lot of your, your listeners can attest to this, is mass censorship. So many people are getting banned on social media right now for posting facts about coronavirus or for simply posting that they want to protest. And I know that uh, in California, uh, you know, the police were arresting protesters and they were banning uh, people's uh, Facebook pages for organizing protests. Uh, and um, so a lot of people are resonating with my campaign because, as you know, I launched my campaign, uh, you know, after being banned on all social media. And I was inspired to uh, launch a campaign to take on big tech. And as I, as I said from the very beginning of launching this campaign last year in August, Big tech 
censorship, big tech tyranny, especially of conservatives, is going to be the most important campaign issue this uh, this election year. And it is gearing up to be the most important because the Democrats have basically said that they want everybody to social distance. Okay, they want everybody to be inside all the way up until November. I mean, they, you have some Democrats even talking about postponing or changing the election or just forcing everybody to vote by mail, okay, or do virtual campaigning. How are you supposed to virtual campaign if you're banned on all social media? And if you do get banned, how are you supposed to participate in the election process uh, mm-hmm. if they want to make everything virtual. So, you know, by censoring people in the middle of a global pandemic, when they are being ordered to stay home where they can only consume information online and being threatened with arrest if they leave their home. Okay. This is, this is, a, this is a serious issue. It's no longer just a free speech issue, but it's a civil rights issue. Absolutely. So I, I'm wondering about some, donating to my campaign because it's happening to them too. Absolutely. You know, happened to me is starting to happen to them and they're donating. Well, and it's not just, I, and I think it's not even just that. I think you represent, you're kind of you're kind of a female young Trump in a sense. You know, you're brash. You know, you're not coming from some dynasty family. You know, that's that's got a long line of people in Congress. You're not taking over Daddy's seat. You know, you're you're um, bold. You're willing to you're you're willing to say things that nobody else is willing to say. Take on people that nobody else is willing to take on. And that's one of the reasons why we need you. You know, I'm looking at I'm looking at, at President Trump calling out Lindsey Graham today, saying, "Hey, man, do something. Why don't you bring Obama? How come you're not subpoenaing?" Him? anybody how come you don't bring obama in to answer questions over what happened with with the use of his administration using the fbi and the doj and weaponizing it illegally surveilling illegally spying lying to fisa courts and everything else that they did involving obamagate how about you do something lindsey graham trey gowdy didn't do anything paul ryan didn't do anything in fact what they did was they obstructed any actual investigation we need people like you to go there who are actually going to be willing to hold people accountable and i'm wondering bob Barr did an article, people might remember who Bob Barr is, and he did an article saying that you're not getting the support that you should be getting from the National Republican Congressional Committee. And I'm wondering if it's because the Lindsey Grahams of the world, they don't want somebody like you who's going to come and upset the one party rule. Your thoughts? Well, the Lindsey Grahams of the world didn't want Donald Trump, as you recall, right? Right. So now they're stuck with him. And uh, look, all, all of the, the, some of the greatest leaders we've had in this country, whether it be President Donald Trump or President Ronald Reagan, they were rejected by the establishment. They were not accepted by the establishment. And it was a, it was a struggle. And so uh, you're right. And uh, I've met all the thresholds, and I, I'm outraising a lot of the candidates who they have put on their young gun list. And some of the candidates who the NRCC has put on their young gun list have actually already lost their primaries. So these people who are picking these so-called winners and these, you know, I guess in their own mind, strong conservative candidates, I don't know, you know, who's giving them the idea that they are strong. Some of them are actually already losing. Okay. (laughs) And yet here I am. I'm out fundraising all of my opponents combined, including the Democrat incumbents. And they're pretending like my race doesn't exist, as as Bob Barr said in his his, his wonderful op-ed that he just published the other day. And so also this is President Trump's home home district. So the president of the United States will be voting for me. And you would think that the NRCC would be interested in flipping the president's home seat, especially when, you know, all the data coming out so far shows that this is a very weak incumbent. And uh, in our internal polling that we've conducted on the campaign thus far, I'm polling ahead. I'm polling ahead of the Democrat incumbent. So, uh, you know, it's it's it's. It's definitely noticeable, but we've seen this before. We saw this with President Trump, and Mm -hmm. the American people are not stupid. They see right through it, just Mm -hmm. as Bob Barr did. And regardless of whether or not the NRCC wants to 
uh, you know, get on board or not, I'm going to win and I'm going to take this seat, you know, and, uh, and you're going to shake it up. You're going to shake you people. And it it would be great for for them to get on board, but I'm not just going to sit around and wait for people to, you know, give me their approval. I'm going to do whatever it takes to flip this seat and help Republicans take back the house. Absolutely. And everybody needs to support you. If you're listening to me, I know we all got a few bucks that we can, we can throw Laura's way, you know, even, even dirt. I was going to, I was going to add congratulations to you in California as well for your amazing uh, special election that you guys had. And what's really remarkable about, you know, California's, um, you know, 25th, uh, 25th uh, congressional seat, uh, you know, it was a landslide and you guys were uh, on lockdown and the Democrats, of course, were trying to, uh, you know, implement, uh, implement fraudulent election tactics, which obviously caused President Trump to, you know, tweet up a storm about it. And I believe that the Republicans even were looking into filing a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And even with all of the, the Democrat frauds and their attempts to try to steal this special election, you guys won in a landslide, mm-hmm. you know. And so this is really energizing the grassroots. And what, what, what just happened in California, what just happened in Wisconsin should prove to people that uh, people are waking up. And if you can, if you can flip uh, California 25, you know, we can flip Florida 21 and we're going to do it. Absolutely. These, these traditionally blue seats are no longer going to be Democrat seats. And we have to do it. We need to take the House back. We've got to retain the Senate because we have got to continue uh, we, we now more than ever. Because in addition to the fight to, for, to drain the swamp and hold people accountable for the coup attempt, the grossest abuse of power yeah. in the history of the United States of America, we are going to have a battle on our hands against these Democrat governors releasing the, the <laughs> taking the jackboot off the necks of businesses. Right. And we're going to need everybody, every Republican that we have in Congress, particularly those uh, that actually have a spine and a backbone and actually conservative and fearless and that's you laura loomer tell everybody your website where they can go to support you and i i really appreciate that and i just want to say you know you guys have a really great uh, gop chair jessica patterson in california so you guys are really lucky and and uh you know she deserves a lot of credit in in flipping uh uh, california 25 Mm -hmm. so uh thanks for having me on and yeah if you want to support my campaign or learn more about me you won't be doing it on social media since i'm banned uh but you can go to laura loomer for congress.com and that's where you can make a donation and uh send me an email or uh even sign up to volunteer you don't need to live in the state of florida to uh, uh to volunteer for my campaign you can phone bank uh, out of state i just can't wait until you're there going up against aoc it's just going to be beautiful and yummy and, ju- <laughs> and juicy. I wish we had more time. We'll have to get you back yeah. more frequently. Laura Loomer, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate All right. it. Thanks. All right. Now, uh, we're going to take a tiny, skinny little break, but we got more Andrea K show coming up, so don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. Andrea K telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I was just sitting here during the break realizing how absolutely hungry I am. And I actually ate like a protein bar before the show. I'm one of these people, I need to eat like every two hours. I don't know if you know that about me, DJ Carrot Sticks. No, I did not yeah, know that. Yeah. And I'd be surprised because you're so skinny. Well, I, I maybe that's why because I'm a, I'm a grazer. Instead of eating like one huge meal or a couple huge meals a day, I eat like small portions every couple hours. So I was sitting here during the break thinking about how absolutely hungry I am and getting excited about going home and eating a burger because that's what I plan to eat tonight. 
You can, and you know why I can do that and still stay healthy? Because I take my balance in nature. That's where I get my 10 servings of 30 fruits and veggies a day. I will tell you, though, every night I roast uh, either green beans or carrots, and I eat a little green salad. It's not like I never actually eat veggies. But, you know, I, I'm able to, you know, eat kind of – I don't believe in good foods and bad foods either. I think you can eat anything in moderation. But I do try to eat healthy. But I get to eat my, my burgers, and I get my, my veggies – my fruits and veggies with my balance in nature. Most people, and don't shame me, because I, you know, I get some emails from people. Oh, you know, you should be eating it. Who can eat ten servings of fruits and veggies throughout the day? Of thirty different ones, by the way. And everybody's taking their vitamin C and their vitamin D right now. So I think it's no different than that. I take my uh, my balance in nature. I get ten servings of thirty fruits and veggies, and I use my fiber and spice that I mix in with my apple juice and I feel better than I ever have. I'm sleeping better. I've got more energy and you can too. So I'm serious. Go to balancingnature.com. Use the discount code health And right now. They have free shipping and 35% off on preferred um, orders. So that's my lecture over off the soapbox. Um, so somebody, one of my listeners, buddy, um, I call producer Eric, because I was talking about AOC and Laura Loomer. I guess she was removed from the progressive party um, which is the union ballot um, going into the fall. So uh, New York is different. I think, I, I, I guess they have more than just Democrat or Republican there. So I'm not really sure that much about how New York primaries work or elections work, but I guess uh, she was removed from the ballot. She only got 13 signatures from the progressive group. So she's a little bit in trouble. And it's and it goes back to when she denied she uh, kept Amazon. Remember, I think it was like 30,000 jobs or something that Amazon was going to bring there. Because they've been, after they after New York, they're broke, right? Even before the coronavirus, they've been desperate to try to get businesses back. And then Little Miss Marxist was like, no, we don't want Amazon here with 30,000 jobs. And you know what? Her, her little chickens might be coming home to roost. Right. Uh, I tell you what chickens are coming home to roost is Burr, uh, Richard Burr, uh, turned over his phones and, and was questioned by the FBI about the insider trading probe. He's not the only one, though. So this is so typical. It's all over the news that the Republican uh, was busted and in being investigated for some kind of insider trading you know, scandal. He's not the only one, by the way. They all did. Democrats and Republicans had this meeting to where they knew there was going to be a shutdown based upon coronavirus, and they went and all dumped off a bunch of stocks. Well, you know who else did? Feinstein's husband. So Burr steps down from the intel- from being chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Republicans don't. You're innocent until proven guilty in this country. You know what? I don't like that any of them did this, but you know what? You're innocent until proven guilty. Republicans always fall on their sword. Would a Democrat right now be stepping down? Heck no. No. Why are we? This is this is why you know why we're in the situation where we got too many Lindsey Graham's out there probably telling you really need to step down. Look at the speed in which the FBI and the DOJ went after the Republican. Look at the speed in which they went against Flynn and Manafort and Cohen. We still have this judge, by the way, the Sullivan dude, who's doing everything he can to try to continue to, to squeeze and abuse General Flynn. I don't know what can be done uh, to remove this guy. I think uh, there are some people questioning whether or not Sidney should should seek a different uh, jurisdiction maybe, but then that could that – could, um, Back that could you know come back to to bite her. I think what might end up happening because this judge is clearly wanting to keep things going past the election in November and to continue the abuse of Flynn. I'm hoping that Trump's just going to decide at some point to just pardon him in advance. I think he can do that as a president because uh, you know what they're being blamed. They're they're 
you know, the left is saying that Flynn's guilty and this is politics anyway. So I don't know why Trump just doesn't go ahead and do it. Anyway, tomorrow's Friday fun day. We've actually got the doctor from Trumpalax who's going to be here. Here of the week and stink of the week and Bob Walters will be here. Love you all. Peace out. <laughs>